everyone, and welcome to another edition of the V-Auto Podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson with V-Auto. Today, I'm joined by Rob Berman, who manages used vehicles at Nate Wade Subaru in Salt Lake City, Utah, and Patrick Jaynes, Director of Business Development for Stockwave. Rob and Patrick, welcome to the program. My pleasure. Good to be here. My pleasure as well, Lance. Now, Rob, we asked you here because of your experience uh, at Nate Wade Subaru in Salt Lake City and some of the things you're doing there specific to used vehicle acquisitions and all. I did look at your LinkedIn page. It says you manage used vehicles and you're a partner. Um, for the sake of uh, our listeners, could you just give us a little background about your primary roles and responsibilities at the store, please? So, you know, uh, currently I probably spend, I don't know, 60 to 75% of my time um, overseeing used cars, predominantly the uh, purchasing and then the marketing of used cars. The rest of my time is, you know, I'm a partner in the store, so it's just kind of supervisory stuff for all departments. So you, uh, and how many used cars do you guys typically retail a month? Um, you know, last year we were, I think we averaged about 165 retail. This year we're actually up a bit over that. Oh, really? Okay. Um, now, I know that we're recording this at the very end of, of June 2020. Um, so that's interesting that you're above maybe where you have been given the pandemic that kind of went through the entire industry and maybe even resurging a little bit here. But tell us a little bit about that experience. In probably mid-March when, um, you know, the signs of the pandemic were, uh, you know, getting more and more severe, uh, my partner, who is the majority owner of the store, is actively involved with NADA, and uh, we sat down and, uh, you know, kind of thought about, hey, what's going to happen? We, you know, we've been lucky enough to be in a state where we were uh, considered an essential business, so we were able to stay open under... Um, you know, most parameters. Um, basically, we sat down. He said, um, you know, we may have to shut down. We need to pay people while we're shut down. This was long before there was PPP yeah, money. Yeah. You know, he, he said, uh, you know, at this point, I'm budgeting to lose a million dollars. And we get to, when we get there, then we'll decide, you know, further how we, you know, whether we have to cut people or do something. Uh, and then at a, about the same time, we were, <laughs> our used car inventory was, just out of way out of whack. We had uh, somewhere between a million and a million five of excess inventory, thinking we were going to ramp up, um, you know, for a spring market. And the vast majority of that stuff we'd bought at the very top of the market. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a <laughs> a bit of an experience. Well, now, what did you do to work through that excess? I, I guess it sounds to me like you understood you were in them wrong. I guess for those specific conditions in the moment so how did you work through them um, unlike many stores I mean our we you know, we really run with a almost a pure retail mentality so you know anything that's going to be wholesale gets wholesale pretty much in the very short term so we get retail committed um, you know and but then just looking around we knew there was really no in our area no wholesale market I mean you'd had to sell cars at maybe 60 cents on the dollar to liquidate inventory. So we just, um, you know, we, we just hunkered down. We, you know, uh, once or twice a week, we would adjust pricing. Um, you know, we reviewed every aspect of our digital, you know, 
marketing, the descriptions, the pictures, the you know, and then we just kept, uh, you know, we just we determined that we're going to have to retell our way through this. So we, uh, it was a bit of a challenge because initially there was a sense in our guys to want to sell new cars. We got to get rid of new cars, so they wanted to like bury us in used cars. Um, but pretty quickly, we, you know, we established the guidelines like, hey, the factory will take care of us on new cars. We've got a lot of problems today. We can afford to make no problems today going forward. So, you know, we, you know, things started happening. We started retailing cars. Um, we did, a, you know, a myriad of other things, um, you know, with our staff, um, the whole store, just to let people know that we had their backs and, uh, you know, we we're going to take care of them. So. Hey Rob, I'm just curious at at what uh, how low did it get? If you were say, you know, uh, you know, we're here, we are in late March or April. I've heard a lot of statistics from different dealers about how far off their retail business was. But what, what do you think the, so <laughs> the drop the our, bottom was? Right. <laughs> so if you took March 15th to March 31st, our business was off. You know, like 65 percent. Um, you know, we. Okay. Up until that point, it wasn't, you know, the first 15 days of the month were relatively close. So, you know, I think the month we ended off in used cars off about uh, just over 50% in volume and gross, you know, more than that, really. So, When did you finally, or, or are you still working your way through that excess inventory, Rob? I'm curious when you kind of felt like, okay, guys, we did it. You know, so the first thing we did is we just quit buying cars. I mean, we wouldn't buy cars from customers, off anything. And and really, we even quit looking because it was like, uh, it was a lot of angst to look at cars that you would like to buy. But, you know, it just made no sense to keep adding to the problem. But um, probably the first week of April, we decided, hey, we're going to start gradually just going to buy some um, selectively cars to fill in a few gaps. But they've got to be like, you know, they've got to be exceptional deals or we're not uh, participating. So uh, under that format, we just, uh, you know, we'd buy a few cars. We'd sell more cars. Um, really, by the end of April, um, we had our inventory from a dollar perspective and unit perspective in line. We still had, you know, our values were not. Uh, we'd, we'd worked through a lot of the problems. We still had, uh, I don't know, probably... Let's see, May 1, we might have had, uh, not exactly sure, but maybe 55 units over 60 days old and a fair bit of water in those. So, uh, But pretty quickly then, you know, the, um, you know, the market started turning a bit. Um, yeah, and so by the middle of May, we were, you know, really pretty much right side up, I would say. I'm curious about those buying parameters that you mentioned there. It does, if my memory serves, Rob, wasn't there a point right around that time and say the end of April maybe the wholesale market and there was a big gap so you, you could actually see a decent front-end margin on stuff you you acquired at auction was that what you saw we really saw some a few opportunities really early in the month of April you know mind you I've been uh, 43 years here 35 years doing used cars so you know, you, you have a sense of, you know, a lot of what you see plus a lot of what you don't see from those years of experience. So, you know, we just kind of uh, figured out, you know, wh- who was willing to sell cars and, you know, who was willing to take the hits. And then we kind of looked where they were playing and tried to just 
uh, buy cars in that format. Mm -hmm. So, what would be an example of one of those opportunities of like who was willing to take the hits that you might recall? Well, so at the expense of my friends at Chase <laughs> Subaru Motor Finance, um, <laughs> you know, I have. Well, I mean, I, I know people on all ends of the yeah. company. Um, I could sense how they were pricing their cars mm -hmm. um, at the auction, and so um, you know, you could figure out which cars would be a deal. So you know, we'd buy a car here, three cars there. You know, just some a lot of onesie stuff. But um, you know, it's um, you need a, you need some good deals to supplement the you know the losers you're going to take. So. What would you say? And if you and Rob, I would suspect you stayed. I'm uh, sorry, sorry, Lance. I, I would suspect you stayed in brand pretty much with those, with that those selections. That's really. I mean, that's been our mo. Um, you know, for a long, long time. And we would buy very few cars out of brand. We're really not a used car dealer. We're a used Subaru dealer. We would run. We always run in the 60 to 70 percent used Subaru range. So most of the off-brand stuff, almost all of it, would be. Uh, trade. So, yeah, we were just buying in-brand stuff. Um, you know, you have a lot more leeway if you have a volume of those cars as far as being off the market. If you're a little over the market or something like that, the fact you have enough volume of those can kind of offset your pricing to some degree. So Now, I, I'm curious, Rob, with StockWave specifically and I guess the digital online market, it it's you didn't actually say this, but it certainly feels to me from what you're saying that you guys really didn't miss a beat, even though all the physical auctions were closed. Is that correct? That, well, that's, yeah. I mean, we've been, um, so, you know, the first 20-odd years that I was doing used cars, it was, you know, you get on a plane, you go to one auction, then you go to another auction, you go to another auction, you fly home, um, you know, week after week after week. But for the last 15 years, we've bought you know, 95% of any auction purchases are, you know, online. So, um, you know, we understand the condition reports, understand how the auctions work. We, you know, we're, you know, really familiar and, you know, comfortable with that format. So um, it's actually easier, you know. I mean, it was easier to be a, a digital buyer when there's no in-lane buyers. So. Now, you mentioned that about 60 to 70% of your inventory is Subaru. Um, Tell me a little bit about how Stockwave helps you hone in on that specific stuff in the in the wholesale market. Um, I might have mentioned to one of you uh, somewhere along the way that you know we're kind of an untraditional user of the product. So um, we'd come along from when it was um, Auction Genius, where it had uh, you know a myriad of other data um, relative to the car. So, but it, you know, it's currently we use Stockwave. Uh, you know, we're just, we're searching for Subarus. We're willing to buy them at anywhere, you know, coast to coast. Um, you know, we know which auctions we're comfortable doing business with, which is really any, any you know, Mannheim sale, any Odessa sale, several independent sales. Uh, we're buying from the Subaru private label site, you know, via Stockwave. Uh, gosh, I don't, yeah, I mean, you know, any part of it, so... Kind of sounds like uh, you, uh, you know, and I hear this a lot from Stockwave users that it 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 allows you to cast a wider net, right? There's so many of them that just kind of play in their backyard and they never really go out and research and get further out to see if there are any deals, regardless of transportation expense or where you got to go. It, you know, you got if you don't go out there and figure it out, you never seem to expand that base, right? And so it sounds like you guys have been doing that for a while and it, it works pretty well. Is that true? Right. 
That, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we've, you know, we were, um, you know, before there really was a digital world, we were buying cars, you know, East Coast, West Coast, North, South. But, you know, now it is, you know, much simpler, you know, you d- and we're just, you know, we're looking for things that kind of fit, uh, fit our buying parameters. So, you know, we're not, we can't be everything for everybody in the Subaru world, but we know, you know, we know where we can be relevant, and that's, you know, we're looking for cars that will fit under those parameters. So. Can you give us a little sense of how you've set up your parameters, Rob? I guess I'm curious about what's right for you, and, and is what's right for you, say, on the East Coast, uh, different than buying in Texas? I mean, I'm curious if, the, if there's any variability of the parameters depending upon where you're looking. Well, um, you know, certainly we have the freight is factored in. So, you know, that becomes a neutral item. You know, the reality, in at least the Subaru world, is the the cars are in the Northeast. There's a lot more cars in the Northeast than there are anywhere in the country. So you have to be willing to go further to have a wider selection. Um, if they show up, you know, we try to, you know, we put a number on them and see if we can't make it work. I got gotcha. so. I got gotcha. you. Now I know that in the last well a minute ago you mentioned as you were describing the net you know from where you're you're kind of fishing for these cars across the country that you've established a comfort level with specific auctions and I guess what makes it you comfortable with an auction or, or what kind of experience do you expect to see before you'll say okay I'm coming back to this place you know the 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 big the big two. You know those are easy. You know anywhere they sell cars, you have the you know the depth and breadth of whatever their policies are and the relationships you have with people across the board. Um, as far as independents, there's a few that Subaru of America's worked with, so we've kind of you know been willing to go there. Um, and then beyond that, really, we just look at the you know the sellers because we know that. Um, we have relationships with sellers, not that we have any direct buying relationships, but we know that if there's an issue, a problem or a concern, we know who to reach out to and how to get it resolved. So that's probably, um, you know, that's how we've narrowed it down. So we're not like looking at a little independent auction in, you know, Missouri or one in Mississippi or wherever. We don't, you know, it's um, it's too hard to, you know, work your way through a mistake. You'd, the margins aren't so good that you just can just be willy-nilly about buying yeah, cars. So. That's true. I, I'm curious, uh, a, a while back, uh, Rob, you actually helped bring cars to the Stockwave platform through a Subaru sale. Um, tell us a little bit about that and why you felt that was important for you and the other dealers at Benefits. So, you know, we've been using, you know, Stockwave, well, like I say before, it was even Stockwave when it was Auction Genius. Um, you know, the value of having a bunch of data at one easy place to make decisions, do things quickly, you know, is immeasurable. And, the you know, we were, I was frustrated by the fact that um, in Subaru's world, their um, upstream site, people on Subaru Motor Finance up to the very top, people with Stockwave, I just kept leaning on people to make this happen. Um, I don't really have the same relationship with people at Odessa, but... Um, Ultimately, the, the uh, other two forces were able to get the thing put together. Um, you know, and it's just a lot. Uh, you know, it's a lot slicker deal. It's just easy to get in and out. Um, you know, and matter of fact, I was um, speaking to the head of the Subaru Motor Finance Remarketing Department. He was explaining to me that he now has a stock wave that you've set up where he can basically see what 
all those Subaru dealers are using the platform they see. So I think it's helped them actually um, price their cars a little better, understand, you know, why guys would buy or not buy. And, you know, if, if ultimately the brand can merchandise their product better, you know, I mean, unfortunately, it means we might pay a little more, but in the long run, we, you know, we'll make a lot more. So. As I mentioned at the outset here, we're at the end of June, um, and I, before we were on tape, um, Rob, you mentioned that you guys had are about to close what seems to be a strong month, but I think you used the term that it was feeling a little unnerving to you. So what, what do you mean by that? In June, you know, we'll have by far a record used car month, both in volume and gross. Um, so I, I, just the unsettled part is that it's, um, business shouldn't be that good. That's the unsettling part. So for somebody that's been around a long time, you know, it's like, hey, there's plenty of people suffering. You know, there's probably, you know, the COVID is not over. There's probably some grief ahead. So that that's just really it. You know, it's maybe, uh, I'd like to say it was my Catholic upbringing, but that's probably giving the Catholic Church way more credit. <laughs> my life i'm pretty much independent anymore so well now I'm, i am curious so uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, you guys last year averaged about 165 uh, a month in terms of volume at the store i where did you land for june and and, and wh- where's the gross at too I'm, i i am curious about the gross story you know we retail 227 used cars in may and we'll be you know i don't know what we still have a little a few hours left of today, but uh, you know we'll be in somewhere in the 240s um, for used cars in June. So you know, and I I not I don't have the data right in front of me, but I think the best we'd ever might have done is like around 170 or something in June. So and the and the gross is above you know you know what we'd forecast at the first of the year. You know per car is is up. I I don't know. You know it's a little bit of it is I think the fact we were willing to take some chances as we were trying to work our way through the inventory. So you know we're buying cars, buying cars maybe when we quite shouldn't have. You know we're kind of walking a tightrope a bit. So uh, but it's you know in today's world you know you watch the last two weeks prices are up significantly. So um, you know I don't expect the same exact results in July. Hopefully we'll have record volume and you know respectable gross profit so what's your target there are we talking like 17 1800 bucks a copy for front end or i think our forecast was like 1650 okay. or something okay. like that so you know we'll be north of that number for this gotcha. month so that's great that's great that's great yeah I, now i guess as as we kind of close this conversation um, and maybe look ahead to your point rob you know you, there are things about june that were remarkable you mentioned maybe July uh, may not play it the same, but what is your instinct, given all your years in the business? How, where are we heading here through the summer and fall, and what are you doing to maybe capitalize or prepare for, for what's ahead? You know, you know, I'm like old, like a dinosaur, been around a long time. I don't really have any kind of a crystal ball about what exactly lies ahead. I do know this, that when I, you know, early on I mentioned about that, middle of March meeting with my partner, you know, I vowed to myself, never again, never again am I going to carry too much inventory like that. Um, so, you know, we, we are under a 30-day supply, you know, currently. We're going to you know, continue to track like that. We're going to continue buying cars. Um, you know, I think the market will be okay. I think um, Utah, we've got, um, is one of the kind of outliers, you know, through the whole yeah. March, April, May, June. I mean, we didn't... Uh, 
the market kind of outperformed here a bit. Um, but, you know, I think there's still there's still good demand. I just don't think it's, uh, I think there's a limit to what, you know, what people will pay or going to pay. You know, um, hopefully we'll start seeing some new car product. The factories are getting back up and going. So, you know, that's, um, I don't know, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, cautiously optimistic, but, um, you know, we're willing to do anything and everything to make sure we take care of our employees and our customers and keep people safe. And then at the end of the day, I guess we'll, you know, that we should make a, uh, we'll make a profit. So I, I want to uh, go back to something you just mentioned, Rob, because I, I, I'm curious how long it might last. But your, your, your commitment to yourself that you're never again going to carry the excess inventory and that you're, you're running a 30 day supply ish right now. Um, have you felt tempted? you know, to, to build it up? Or how, how do you stop yourself from that instinct to say, I, need, I just need more cars? <laughs> well, I, you, for me, like during those last two weeks of March and the first week of April, I just turned the computer oh. off. I mean, it, <laughs> any place I would buy the cars, I would just not go to anywhere because if I, usually if I play around, I end up buying something. But um, no, I mean, um, you know, we're looking at the parameters and I mean, I mean, the reality is for, you know, the last few years we've been, you know, r- working around, a, you know, I don't know, 10 to 12, 13 turns a year of our inventory. So, you know, r- realistically running around a 30-day supply. And it's just that, you know, we just wandered right into this, the COVID situation. And, you know, it just put our, and we'd put ourselves at a spot we hadn't been in for, I don't know, I can't even remember how back when, you know, I mean, way back when in the early years, we used to carry, you know, 60-day supply of used cars, 75 days, you know, we just didn't care. But now, the you know, the market is so fluid, things happen so quickly, you know, the customer information is so readily available, you know, you just, you, you don't really, you can't afford that luxury, uh, I don't believe, so not if you want to be a, you know, a profitable, you know, dynamic Car dealer, Are so. you guys maybe especially bullish about the spring then this year compared to a year ago? You know, we've got some young blood here that, you know, they're like, they like looking at the high water marks and they always want to shoot for over that and, you know, which I certainly get and understand and so uh, yeah we were probably overly bullish you know it's uh, you know it's not if you build it they will come if you buy it they'll buy it uh somebody else will buy it i don't you know that doesn't always quite work so it's speaking of buying one one last thing I, i'm curious since you've you know been a student participant in the online uh, wholesale markets for some time I am curious if are you noticing any different kind of buyer behaviors out there right now? Uh, it seems like we're in a market where good buys are difficult to find, and you probably have some first timers. I mean, people that you know are in their rookie season, if you will, of buying online. So, I'm curious if you're seeing any signs of those things. There, there's definitely, there's definitely that. Um, you know, the easiest place probably to see that would be like in the, you know, the closed factory cell environment where obviously a limited um, group of people that can participate, um, you know, there's there's a certain amount of demand or you know, whatever. But, um, you know, in the last uh, 30 days, you know, from having, you know, a dozen guys online and, you know, maybe buying Twenty percent of the cars you now have, you know, fifty guys online, and they sell ninety-five percent of the cars. With, you know, it's not uncommon to see twenty, thirty bids. So yeah, there's plenty of guys, you know, that are just, you know, that they know that the the trains left the station, used cars are, you know, in theory coming back, and they don't want to get left behind. So, but you know, it's uh, it's a little dicey jumping on the back end of the train. I can tell you that. So. <laughs> True that. 
to that. Um, Patrick, I apologize. I've kind of dominated the, the conversation. Do you have any other um, questions for Rob here? No, I, as usual, I enjoy being a spectator on this. I just, I love the engagement. And Rob, I, I really appreciate your time. I wanted to personally thank you as kind of the, you know, the voice of Stockwave, if you will, for uh, you using uh, your influence uh, to be able to get that inventory into Stockwave. I think uh, hopefully, you know, clearly you wanted it to make your job easier, but I think you made a lot of uh, Subaru dealers' jobs a whole lot easier. And so it benefited everyone. And, and I certainly appreciate you helping us with that. And uh, hopefully it'll make your workflow and your process uh, going and finding Subarus all over the country uh, that much easier going forward. I, I certainly appreciate that. My pleasure. Let me, um, I just maybe add something, and this is really kind of like an unsolicited uh plug uh, for your product but you know i um so 40 some years here at this subaru store 35 years doing used cars probably the last one of the very last people to ever have an inventory management tool started off trying i believe it was called aax used that for a couple years is kind of lukewarm on the deal switched to first look used that for a couple years didn't want to Look, at the auto really didn't understand it, and I thought it was too expensive, switched over. You know, just another example of where I was entirely wrong. Um, product is incredible. The data is amazing. And, uh, you know, you don't have to use it, you know, the Dale way by the book. You just have to, you can use your, you know, your car sense. Every party that understands something about the car business, put that data with it, and it's... Uh, you know, just an incredibly powerful tool. Stockwave's just a nice plus of that. So, you know, it's a pleasure to chat with you about uh, about something that I'm passionate about. So, well, thank you, Rob, for taking the time to to join us, and we we appreciate the the unsolicited plug, and 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 we are glad that the value we believe we're giving to dealers and delivering is actually there. Uh, Patrick, thank you for taking part in the podcast today as well. Thanks, and folks, thank you all for joining us for this episode of the V-Auto Podcast. Until next time, stay well.